welcome to episode four of And How Did That Make You Feel? My name is Rachel and each episode of this podcast I chat to um, a guest about their experiences in counselling um, as well as a few other tangents thrown in there as well. Um, in this episode I'm speaking to Liz Mosley. Liz is a very talented graphic designer. She's also very passionate about supporting small businesses uh, we met on Instagram and I highly recommend that you check her out. Her handle is at Liz M. Mosley. Um, a thing that keeps cropping up in the episode so far is, and we talk about it in this episode, is the really powerful impact of someone listening to you and validating how you're feeling. So just with everything that is going on right now, you might be feeling wrung out, drained, sad, low energy, um, and it's okay to feel like that. A lot of the time I'm feeling like that too. Um, but please be kind, be gentle, mind yourself. Um, know that it's okay to feel like that um, and that you won't feel like this forever. Okay, pep talk over. Let's get into it. <laughs> I'm here and just about to have a good old chinwag with Liz. Um, I don't know Liz, so this is going to be really interesting for, for all of us. Uh, so hi Liz. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh, thank you for being on. Um, uh, do you want to tell us um, a bit about yourself? Any in- interesting information that you think we should all know? Oh, oh no, I always feel like the pressure with this because I don't think I'm actually that interesting. But anyway, um, my name's Liz. Um, I'm a graphic designer, a mum to two kids, and I sort of juggle the two things, sometimes successfully, sometimes less successfully. Um, yeah, and I live in Cardiff with my husband and kids, and yeah, not much interesting stuff. <laughs> And what, what state is, is Wales in at the minute? What tier are you on? Or are you like us in Northern Ireland? We're like not even in a tier. Yeah. Like, so Wales is doing its own thing and we're in full lockdown. They're calling it a fire break, I think. Oh, okay. So we're in like a two-week fire break okay. where everything's locked down like it was at the beginning. Yeah. And then hopefully we'll come out of that and not need to be in full-blown yeah. lockdown. Yeah, yeah, we we're we're similar. We're but we're in a circuit breaker, is what we're oh, okay. Yeah, I think they were calling it that, and now they call it a fire breaker. Oh, I don't, I don't know. They've had to escalate it up to a fire breaker, but yeah, hopefully, yeah. yes. Um, hopefully we'll all get out for Christmas, and yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll not we'll not even go there at, at this early stage yeah, yeah. of the conversation. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, just to get straight into it, um, do you want to tell me a bit about your experiences with therapy? Yeah, so, uh, so I think I have pretty good mental health, so I never really thought that I would need counselling or be the sort of person that would go to counselling. And I think, like, when I was growing up, especially, like, less so now, I totally felt like there was, there was stigma about it, you know, mm. like, about going... Um, to counselling like I did know people like I had lots of family members that I had been and I did know people but I guess like yeah I, I probably had some like preconceived ideas in my head about like whether I needed it or where you know whether I'd be the sort of person that needed it um but then 
And then a couple of years ago, I just had like, there was just like a particular situation that I got like a bit stuck on. And so I would say that I'm the sort of person that's quite good at like, I'm quite into like self-analyzing like my feelings. And so like, I'm quite good at unpicking like why I feel a particular way and sort of like, you know, like digging a bit deeper, you know, like what's happened in my past, you know, so mm-hmm. I'm quite, so I'm always like being quite good at doing that, but I just got really stuck on this situation and I just felt like I couldn't unpick it by myself. And it was sort of starting to have an impact. Like I, I felt like I was getting a bit more bitter about mm. it and a bit like, just like in really negative thought patterns about it. And it was starting to like affect my other relationships, mm. like, like having more arguments with my husband or, you know, stuff like that. And so I just was, I just got to a point where I was just like, I, I think I need help to like just unpick this and sort of work out like why it's become an issue for me. And so I, I like wasn't, I wasn't sort of depressed mm-hmm. or any, you know, like any of those things. But I basically just decided that I was going to find a counsellor. Um, yeah, just to like help me work through like that really specific issue. So I didn't, I didn't like go through the doctors or anything yeah. I just found a counsellor myself and I was like in a very privileged position that I could pay for counselling um so yeah I just found a counsellor who actually ended up being someone who like one of my really close friends knew and totally like rated as a mm. per- you know like knew her like as a friend and so actually it worked out really well mm-hmm. and I was really fortunate in that she was just a really good fit for me yeah um I think that's the thing that isn't guaranteed you know like obviously when you're meeting someone to talk through stuff that you've never met before like it's not a given that you're gonna click and feel comfortable chatting to them but I was really fortunate in that we totally did and I just felt so happy talking to her so that was really that was really amazing yeah so um yeah so I went for like I think it was it was like a short it was for a couple of months like that I went and I probably only ended up having sort of like six or seven sessions but it was absolutely incredible like it it was it was amazing it like it wasn't at all what I expected and actually well no it was what I expected but what was hilarious is the thing that I thought I needed to go to counseling about ended up being like a really small element of what we talked about and like it so it was like it ended up being about loads of other stuff that I didn't even like think was you know stuff that I hadn't dealt with or that I needed to think about um and so we obviously did talk about the specific situation uh, Mm -hmm. that I went sort of went with Mm -hmm. I guess like the presenting issue yeah but then when like dug deeper it just sort of turned out that that was like not even that big (laughs) of a thing it was like something else that was the issue which was really interesting and really yeah really helpful Mm -hmm. because I don't think I would have got there on my own basically yeah that that is exactly the same experience that that I have had even when I've gone when I've gone to my counsellor about something that is having a, a real negative effect on me, it will still, that'll be, yeah, we will just start unpicking other things. Yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah, and, and looking back on it, like that, the specific thing that I went about was like just a symptom of something much deeper and yeah. like deeper issues that I needed to work through. 
and so I think that's why I, I basically came out of the other end of this sort of period of counseling just like almost like evangelical about wanting to tell everybody like suddenly having this like revelation that everybody should just have counseling yeah. I was just like and then I came home to my husband and I was like you should go just go for counseling it's like it's amazing and he was just like all right Liz, yeah. calm down yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. um my friends um, yeah. take the mech out of me because I'm always just like either counselling is my answer for everything. Well, have you thought about counselling? Or yeah. every other conversation will start with, I discovered this really great thing of counselling. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, right, shut up. <laughs> yeah. But definitely you do yeah. become a bit evangelical like because it has such an impact and such a positive, for me anyway, it had such a positive impact. I'm like, well, why, yeah, why aren't we all doing this? I know. I, well, I almost feel like I was trying to my mom about it, and I was like, I feel like everybody should just, at some point in their life, like almost like have to do it because I just think it's so worthwhile. Now, obviously, I think like this is why things like this podcast are so good because there is still stigma mm. about it, and I think like that's what I feel passionate about now is like telling people. Obviously, like I don't go <laughs> telling everybody why I went to counseling, yeah. but I'm try to be really open about the fact that I've had counselling because I I kind of feel like if it just means that one person is like oh I never thought counselling would be for me but if Liz mm. has had counselling maybe it would be okay for me you know me to ask for help and I just feel like that's amazing yeah so yeah totally yeah because that I probably needed to start seeing a counsellor you know for a good couple of years before I actually did it and it was conversations with my peers who had been to counselling that really normalised it and it was that of that kind of oh well if if they've been well then you know they've been and they aren't depressed or they aren't you know they haven't had massive you know trauma or massive issues Mm -hmm. oh then I can take this this thing that I think is quite small and um not really a big deal but it really is well then I can go to counselling so yeah definitely the more kind of conversations that people have about it um and yeah to try and make it as normal as talking about oh well I saw such and such a thing in the cinema it was really great you know um it can it can only be can only be a positive positive thing um and so you kind of you said there at the very beginning that it wasn't what you expected, but it was what we ex- what you expected. So what what? How did you think counselling was going to go? I guess I did know that we were going to like look at other things, not just the presenting issue. But I think I just didn't realise like how small that was going to be and mm-hmm. how actually it was going to be other stuff that I needed to deal with. And I think it was the classic thing where you go in. Again, I kind of knew, but, like, didn't. But you know where you go into something thinking that other people are the problem and actually it's you that's the problem? <laughs> so I went in thinking, like, oh, and because so-and-so is behaving like this, you know, this is why I need to go to counselling. And actually, like, obviously, yes, we are affected by people's behaviour around us, but, like, it just made me realise that the work that I needed to do was completely like on me and also I think the thing that I really learned from it that helped me a lot is I can't control anybody else's behavior Mm -hmm. and I can't change anybody else and so the only way that a situation that I'm finding difficult is going to change is if I change I can only change me Mm -hmm. and like how I 
like how I think about that situation or how I deal with that situation and like that was just a really amazing thing I think I think like deep down I knew it but to sort of like really realize because then I think it just gives me like freedom in the future to know that actually I can I can get help to change a situation like the, I'm the person that will change how, how that situation is if yeah. that makes sense yeah it kind of it gives you kind of control and agency over situations because you can control how how you react to it um i my second round of counseling but with the counselor that i'm with at the minute um our first session i came in and you know had this whole big dramatic story to tell her of why i was back at counseling and wanted to tell her all the drama and i got about 10 minutes through my big story and she was like whoa what you haven't talked about where she said where are you in all of this rachel you're not in any of this what you're telling me and i was but i was so um i was so adamant that she had to like i need to explain everything to you but she was only interested in in me and how where i was so yeah i can really relate to going with well this is you know these external things have happened and that's why i'm a counselor rather than well it's it's all about me and that's what the counselor is gonna is only gonna really want to deal with well you know you're the most important person in the session doesn't the external kind of things you work through them but they're more interested in in you which sometimes i find a wee bit overwhelming in counseling whenever she gets really like I had, I had a session today and she said to me, um, Rachel, it's it's okay to rest. And whenever she like will use my name at the beginning of a very powerful sentence, I'm just, I always get a bit like <gasps> overwhelmed. <laughs> like, oh, right. Okay. Let's, you know, let's, let's move on quickly. And then she'd be like, no, 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 no. I'm going to say it again. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I think there's, there's so much power in like people like in someone saying those things to you like what when you were saying that one of the things that I remembered was just having someone like validate your experiences and what you've been through so I I remember like explaining like a period of our lives I think like there'd be a lot going on like we just had our first kid we'd move you know we'd moved city and like I was sort of talking about all these different situations and she was just like that's that's a lot to go through she was like that's hard stuff to deal with and just her like saying that to me I just felt this like massive release like some like I didn't have to pretend like it was all okay like someone had just given me permission to be like yes that was really hard yeah um and it's okay to acknowledge that that was a hard like period that was a hard time and actually it was really interesting like one of the big things that came up for me was like um processing how I felt about becoming a mum and it like it was really interesting because that wasn't what I expected to come out of it at all I thought I was doing fine with all of that kind of stuff Um, like as in not thinking that I was like an amazing mum or anything but I just didn't I didn't think that I had any sort of like I don't know, like, major issues around it. And mm-hmm. then it, it just turned out loads of stuff came up about it um, that I just hadn't, like, realised and hadn't processed. It's I, I find it really hard to, yeah, to give myself permission to feel things or to um, feel like my feelings are worthy or validated. And, yeah, and just to have somebody say no that that is that's a whole lot that's a lot going on of course that's hard 
you're like oh yeah. okay right <laughs> rather yeah. than I, I do well i think probably some of it is this a lot of it is a societal thing of like where you're putting your worth and your achievement and your productivity and then find you don't want to be vulnerable and say this is this is really hard this is this is this is a lot yeah, but, yeah i think so and i think so i think like social media like helps with that but also hinders with that as well in some ways you know like i I, like, I spend a lot, like, because of what I do in my business and stuff, like, I spend a lot of time on Instagram, and I think, like, in some senses, like, it's really amazing, because there are loads of people talking about, you know, difficult things that they're going through, and you get, like, a window into different people's lives and different experiences, but there's also just, you know, like, lots, obviously, you don't see everything on Instagram, you just see, you know, what people choose to share, and so it's really easy to think that everybody else is like handling a situation much better than you are and mm-hmm. so that's why again it's like nice where you've like just bared everything all the like complete mess of it all and to someone be like yeah that's hard that yeah. is hard yeah um you know like you just don't get that on no you know like social media. <laughs> <laughs> no no yeah and it's it can be so powerful whenever even with you know with friends not even in a kind of counseling situation whenever we are vulnerable with each other of yeah. yeah like life is a shit show right now like that's yeah. Yeah. and you're like yeah oh isn't it like i'm not i'm barely keeping it together too um yeah. but definitely the kind of pressure around social media to present a beautifully curated grid of experiences um which is lovely to look at and as long as you can put it through the lens of that this is this is just a tiny part of of people's lives this is what they're they're choosing they're choosing to share with you know the whole of the whole of the internet um um and so whenever your counselor um i'm just always really interested in the setup of a counseling room or was the counsellor what you expected? Were you um, imagining, you know, middle-aged man with glasses and a German accent or...? Um, like, we met in her house, in her, like, living room. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess, like, it, yeah, I mean, it just... She was, she was, like, super professional and, like, had really good boundaries. Yeah. But it, because it was in that setting it made it it made it just feel like it made I guess it made it like easy to just sit and chat and it not feel like this really like formal thing like you've yeah. seen on film and yeah. stuff like I wasn't like lying on a sofa yeah. you know like lying on a couch or whatever uh-huh. um, so did she did she know that you kind of had a connection and did she like you said she had good boundaries did she kind of outline anything about that or um not about that specifically mm. like at the like so she did know um and actually like you know we chatted about my friend like the, the person that we like knew in common is like a really old friend of mine who's like you know gone alongside me through lots of things in life so she did come up in like counseling yeah and, like in the settings um but like no it was more like she you know she outlined sort of how the process would work and all that kind of thing but I don't know it wasn't without even saying it it was just like really clear the boundaries were just like really clear Mm -hmm. you know in terms of 
I don't, I don't even know. Like, I mean, obviously, there's all the stuff that he's not going to, you know, it's completely confidential. Yeah. And, you know, like, I did have to, like, read, like, she had some, you know, like, paperwork that I had to read and, like, you know, sign that I was, like, ha- happy with. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess all the, uh, yeah, like, all the kind of, like, the practical, practical of it, you yeah. Know, like, if I'd gone in there, yeah, exactly. Like, if I'd gone in there and admitted to committing a crime, then she'd be like, you'd be bound to, like, you know, yeah. inform someone, you know, that that kind of thing, like the, um, yeah, the formal stuff. I was going to say the other thing that I, like, factored in when choosing a counsellor is that um, I'm a Christian and I really wanted it to be a Christian counsellor because I mm-hmm. just felt like, um, what I, like it wouldn't really make sense. Like it wouldn't, I wouldn't make sense to sort of talk about what like my life without that kind of like someone who understood that like faith element of it. Yeah. And so that was like another really helpful thing because then, um, I mean she she was like it, she's a, you know, trained counsellor. Yeah outside of like anything to do with faith but yeah. then she obviously like understood that aspect of it and so could sort of speak into that as yes. well um give me sort of like tools from like different um I don't know what you call them you know like different methods yeah of like counseling I guess you know like there's sort of different types isn't there and so mm-hmm. she was like trained in various different ones and I think she sort of explained that she would like draw on different you know like things that she thought would be helpful but then to have someone I guess who like um yeah like just had you know understood the faith element of it it wasn't like I then couldn't talk about that because they wouldn't get it if that makes yes. sense yeah because I yeah very similarly my my first counsellor was specifically a Christian counsellor and my friend was asking me about this on Saturday actually and she kind of imagined that then it was all like the tools that she would give me would be like bible based and she's like no 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 that's that's not what it was like it was just um yeah I wanted them to be able to I didn't want to have to explain oh well I believe x y and z so therefore this is why this has had a big effect on me just I thought this is going to be just easier to remove that that yeah. le- that layer if somebody just you know if I say something that's a bit Christianese and they're like oh yes I understand yeah. what that is yeah. <laughs> rather than having to yeah. Yeah, have I think that's it. um so the lady I go to now she is a Christian and also a counselor but doesn't mm-hmm. so that's that gives me what I want of that thing of yeah. we both see things through a similar lens but at the same time um yeah she doesn't mind if I swear the old time <laughs> yeah yeah I think and I think that's the thing isn't it I think like that's another area where you have to have bound like good boundaries as well because like it kind of has to be led by you I think yeah ra- you know like because you don't you know it's not even like we talked about that all the time either yeah. but it was just that that was sort of like something I guess yeah like that has had a big impact on my life or has like you know influenced decisions I've made or things like that and so actually like it just it just made it a lot easier that someone would sort of like understand that aspect yes um yeah it was just one less thing to have to kind of explain and yeah I think so um and, and go through um and you mentioned there that she gave you you know tools from different kind of methodologies 
Are there any that really stuck with you or any that you found really helpful? <laughs> um, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, you know what, now that I've said that, like, I can't, I remember <laughs> talking about, like, different tools, but I can't remember, like, specific, um, like, specific tools. I think, I think more it was, like, reframing how I think about things. Mm-hmm. So, like, um... Yeah, like, I guess, you know, like, in talking about sort of specific situations, like, digging, basically, I think what came out of it for me was that um, looking back on my past and what actually were the bigger issues um, made me realise that a lot of my sort of, like, issues that I was having in different situations or in relationships with other people, it was, it was like how I was treating myself like reflecting onto others if that makes sense and so a lot of it actually like a big thing that came out of it was being kinder to myself Mm -hmm. and having like um not as sort of like extreme expectations of myself because then I was projecting that onto other people well if I expect this of myself then I expect it of other people and like that was just like really unhelpful and unhealthy and that was where like the bitterness and resentment was coming out and so actually just her helping me reframe that thinking Mm -hmm. like now I can I can get back there quicker if that makes sense. So if I find myself spiraling into that way of thinking again, I can be like, okay, hang on a second. You know, like, why am I really frustrated that they're not doing this? Like, uh, are my expectations too high? And is that because I'm, you know, like, I can sort of, with that sort of bigger picture way of thinking now, I feel like it's not really a tool, but it's kind of a tool. Oh, definitely a tool. Yeah. Um, um, pick the situation situations mm-hmm. now so yeah that's probably the main the main one yeah that was definitely like a light bulb moment for me to realize that not everybody has the same like the things that are important to me and how I move through my life um that not everybody thinks the same as me <laughs> I know yeah, that sounds really yeah. basic but like that was a massive like light bulb moment of just because I think x y and z are important or just because i have these expectations of myself like you were saying it doesn't guarantee that doesn't mean and it's okay it's a good thing (laughs) that not everybody yeah and and also it doesn't mean i'm right like i think yes you know like just because i think that this is the way things should be done like that isn't that isn't necessarily right yeah Um, it's right for you yeah Yeah. i obviously think that's the way i think but like um yeah it's yeah it's like I say it's right for me but it's not necessarily right yeah for other people and actually it's not always right for me either because my Mm. expectations of myself were like a bit ridiculous and so Mm -hmm. like having someone just be like hang on a second it's like (laughs) you know listen to yourself what you're saying and then yeah like yeah because things things kind of pile up don't they that well I expect this this and this of myself and then you'll carry those for a while and then all of a sudden you'll keep adding to the pile and and you don't realize until um and that's such a good thing about counseling that that kind of person who's removed from you they can clearly see 
you're carrying all these things yeah. and you haven't you haven't you haven't asked yourself well why are you carrying these what's important what ones do you actually want to carry you don't realize that you're really struggling underneath it because yeah, it's just like well this this is what i think and this is who i think i am and um yeah just a counselor can see that and reflect reflect that back and you you know give you the space to unpick some of those things and throw away some of those yeah uh, unnecessary yeah. things and i think it just is like um it just can get all a bit tangled can't it like i think um sometimes you just need help to sort of like un- yeah untangle things and order th- you know like sort of understand things a bit better and yeah you need you you need someone sometimes that's like outside of that mm-hmm. who can see a clearer picture mm-hmm. um Cause so- yeah sometimes um you know you've you've mentioned there like your close friend that you'd like to analyze everything yeah. and I, I would be the same with my friends but sometimes they they are so too tangled up in all yeah, my stuff it, as well to be able to yeah. um so as much as because I know a lot of people have, have kind of said oh I don't need counseling you know I speak to my friends or you know um that's that that's fine or I speak to my family but yeah sometimes they are they are too knotted up in everything as well and yeah, yeah. definitely somebody with a step back um able to able to give you a different level of support and different mm-hmm. kind of guidance um from what what your kind of friends and family can and like and, and i guess they have like a process as well so like um part of it was you know going back you know right to childhood and mm. like at the start she asked me to sort of like write down sort of significant momentous things that happened in my life positive or negative like you know like just things that stood out and then we sort of like worked through them and like I just think that sort of thing actually would be quite hard to sit down and do with a friend Mm -hmm. whereas like you know there was sort of like a method to it with her and a process that went through um that yeah helped that she could then sort of see a bigger picture but like you say could she's removed from it mm-hmm. so you know like I wasn't involved yeah. in any of those situations whereas like yeah like friends and family and people you know obviously they've got all their sort of emotions and baggage yeah. about whatever it is that's gone on in the past as well mm-hmm. so yeah yeah and I I definitely feel like um like I, I felt like a huge difference after doing mm. counselling. Like things so much better, and I really noticed like a difference. But um, I definitely don't feel like I'm fixed. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. And so, like, I feel like, um, I feel like I would be. I think this time I'd be a lot quicker to go back. You know, and yeah. actually the way we left it, um, when like one of the big things that like I mentioned before that came up for me was like about becoming a mum and when I was going to the counselling I was pregnant with my second child Mm -hmm. and so she was like you might find that after you have you know like your baby that it actually might trigger stuff again Mm -hmm. for you and so it might be a case of you know like you come back and we have a few more sessions and I haven't been back um yet but I sort of in the back of my mind I'm like oh you know what I think it would be really helpful to go again mm-hmm. and I think that like the thing that's really nice is that um you know like obviously 
she could move or you know she might not be around or available or have spots but like no it's nice knowing someone who kind of like already has a lot of the pic you know the yes. picture and I will go back to mm-hmm. and like chat to yeah. yeah um and so you mentioned that kind of exercise that she did of like plotting out kind of life points did she do any other exercises or anything mm. um to kind of like as a jumping off point or not yeah so well so what she would do um is that she'd like give me homework so like she'd Mm. sort of give me specific things to go away and like think about and so like I had like she encouraged me to get like a specific notebook for counselling which obviously I love because I'm a notebook addict so I was like (laughs) yes new notebook off I go um and so yeah so basically like after the session she'd sort of be like okay you know like give me a sort of specific thing to think about and to like journal about um, which was helpful, but basically in our sessions we kind of like worked through the timeline, mm. and then it was just interesting from that like what became like what not what became like what the issues ended up being, and it wasn't at all why I expected them to be like I mentioned before. Yeah. And the other thing, like it was hard to know sort of what was gonna what was going to sort of impact me the most because like the things that I thought were going to impact me didn't as much and the things I didn't expect did and so like I there I remember there was one session where I just like I ugly cried like <laughs> full-on ugly cried like a lot like a, for a lot of the session and I it wasn't at all about like what I would I had expected like it really took me by surprise and yeah. I didn't think that like that particular thing was going to have such like an impact on me um yeah and so and and that was fine and then other sessions I'd go and like wouldn't cry and you know like we'd just sort of like have a chat and it would be it would be really good but it mm-hmm. would feel very different so it was sort of like a bit of a mix yeah um, yeah and and that was like actually really powerful because I don't think I would have AI would never have taken the time to really like um, methodically like work through things that had happened mm. in my past, and it was just really cathartic, like telling someone your whole story, like yeah. everything, like everything sort of big impactful thing that had happened to you in your life. It was just like oh, it's just so nice to like sit down and actually, like obviously some of it was hard and painful, mm. you know, like to not like relive but you know like to Mm. go over again Mm -hmm. and I guess like that is an element of it that I expected you know that it's all you know like you are gonna have to talk about things that were hard Mm -hmm. um and so there's gonna be like an element of reliving those things and I think I I have been quite good at sort of like you know being like okay well this thing's done I'll just put it away in this nice little box and try not to think about it anymore and so obviously (laughs) like you know you have to get everything out of the boxes um but yeah and so that like that was hard but also yeah there was just something incredibly um powerful and almost like healing and just Mm -hmm. being able to just sit down and just like go through it all and I mean there's just something really amazing about someone just sitting there and listening to you oh absolutely (laughs) and they're like paid that's their job that's what they're paid to do but (laughs) there is something really amazing about that yeah yeah, listening, it's just such a small thing, but it has such a such a massive impact. Sometimes, like, 
you know, like I see this these this in my relationship with my husband now. Like you don't need sometimes you don't need someone to fix your problem. You just need someone to like listen to your problem. Mm-hmm. And like we totally do this to each other, and then have to be like, you know, like he'll tell me something, and I'll just be like, why don't you just do this? And he's like, no, listen, yeah. can you just listen? I don't want you to. Do-. And he does it to me as well. And we yeah. just have to be like, this isn't a problem fixing situation. Yes. I just want to tell you about this thing. Yeah. And like I think that's the thing that's good about counseling is like yes they're going to give you tools to help you but they're not going to be like okay here's your problem this is what you need to Mm -hmm. fix it off you go Mm -hmm. you know like Mm -hmm. that isn't I think you know what you need necessarily in that that's, that's what I want. I just want a list of my counselor sends me off, do yeah. these five things, and I will be fixed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I am exactly the same. I am that if somebody comes, like somebody is talking about a problem, my first response is always, "Well, here's how you fix it. Have you done this? Let's do this." Yep. Da, da, da. And I'm trying to get better at being like, "That's that's really awful. That sounds really hard." Yeah. Yeah. And not automatically being like, well, here's how we fix it. Let's 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 fix it. Um, and I think it's our like natural response, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. you see someone who's like upset or suffering, and you know, and it's someone you care about, and you don't want them to feel like that. And so you're like, yeah. oh, how can I fix this situation? But yeah, like you say, actually just being like, yeah, that sounds really hard. Like that's that's the thing that was really powerful to me in the counselling and actually yeah, that's something I can do I can just be like I'm so sorry yeah that's a really hard thing that you're going mm-hmm. through and then if they're like oh Liz can you help me come up with ideas yes. of like how I can get out of this situation like fine yeah. but like I think yeah I've had to like try really hard not to make like that not to be my initial just do this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know because even I've seen some stuff or a lot more kind of conversation around this specifically on social media of um like not bursting each other's conversation bubbles you know somebody Uh, somebody tells a story and you just are like pop this is like i'm gonna top your story or pop here's how you fix it or i was like oh i feel very attacked by this yeah yeah. (laughs) yeah. that's the other thing isn't it is like it's and you know like this is another thing that we're all like prone to do is like to then turn their thing and make it about you and I guess like that's the other thing that's quite helpful about counselling mm-hmm. well it, it is all about you yeah, yeah. so it's not like you're going in there for you know it's not like the counsellor's let me tell you my problems now is actually just they're there like to sort of worry about that whereas like if you're having a conversation with your friend and they say something that like triggers you then then it's like really easy to like turn it around to be about you which Mm -hmm. obviously isn't helpful for them um and something that i wanted to ask you about uh, because you've said you're a graphic designer and um you know creative and artistic and um you know whenever you were feeling you were kind of saying, um, you know, feeling or you'd noticed like negative thought patterns kind of coming in and you knew you weren't feeling great. Um, did it affect your creativity or was your, you know, was that still, were you able to kind of keep creating? Yeah, I was able to keep creating. I mean, like my creativity definitely like does sort of ebb and flow, but I mm-hmm. don't think it was sort of specifically like it didn't specifically correlate mm. with that sort of like particular time or that particular do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like part of it being that like 
being a graphic designer you know like I have deadlines and mm. like you know things have to be done by a specific time so like um yeah I would just have to sort of like work through any creative like ruts that yeah. I was in but I think I'm sure it does have an have an impact definitely mm-hmm. for me like my work is so tied up in like I find it really hard to um separate my worth from my work like I find because mm-hmm. I find it really like personal you know like when I've like created something like I feel vulnerable about people mm-hmm. like seeing it or what opinions of it are and things like that and so I mean yeah that I was thinking about this recently that actually I would love to go back to therapy like just to talk about um like yeah my work almost like I think yeah. it'd be really interesting to have that sort of level of support because I think I think, you know, I am getting a bit better at, like, separating it. Mm. And, it and But I think because, like, um, creativity and, like, creating sort of, like, artwork or designs or whatever is such a, like, personal thing, like, it is really hard not to, like, um, yeah, it's hard to, like, separate it, I yeah. think, from, like, your worth or how you feel about yourself or, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, really hard. Even, uh, you know, I don't have a creative job, but definitely one of my biggest strengths in my job is the creativity that I bring to it. And, um, yeah, it's really hard, especially at the minute. Like my, the team that I run, we it's community development, so my team would be out delivering projects and events in the communities, which we obviously can't be doing um yeah um but that that has been a big shift for me to try and um to try and not feel like I'm being really shit at my job because I'm not creating anything I'm not developing new things yeah Uh, it's like this is out of my control I'm not creating new things because I can't run them um yeah so I just yeah I'm just always really kind of interested in well definitely I would like that is something that the counsellor we come back to all the time about my worth being caught up in being seen to be productive or being seen to be achieving and those kind of things definitely um and then the one is like huge for me like I had this revelation recently not from counselling but Mm. just I, I went to a workshop I think um like I've become really aware of the fact that I'm addicted like almost addicted to productivity and like actually like if I'm I, I don't feel good if I'm not being productive. Yeah. Um, but also, like, having a bit of a revelation that, like, that's not really, like, that's not really a sustainable way to live. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Not really a healthy way to live. And so, like, I've really started to think about how to be more, like, intentional about how I sort of build rest into... Yeah. Um, like into my life and it's not something that comes naturally to me yeah. like I'm having to like really push through and almost like make myself do it mm-hmm. and like make myself make myself do things you know like that don't have a particular outcome I think like this I don't I, I don't know if this was the same for you with your job but like um, I definitely notice it in the creative sphere where like people basically monetize their hobby it's really hard not to like do a hobby become good at it and then be like okay well I can I can sell this now you know like yeah. 
I've learned how to do I don't know, I've learned how to do this so like now I could turn that into a business, you know, like I guess like there's a real sort of um and so I, you know, the other day I was just like, Oh, I just wanna like make something, not because it's something that I'm gonna sell mm. or not that I even have to show anybody, but just because I enjoy the process of making something. Yeah. But like actually like I find that really hard to do now and so I've realized that I've sort of become conditioned like a particular way and you know like with this sort of like productive mindset Mm -hmm. actually like I need to learn to just create and be creative because I enjoy it not because it's like I guess that's like one of the perils of doing, doing a job that's creative is that you know like my job is making things you know, that then, like, people pay for. So it's, like, how do I get back to making things just because mm. that's what I enjoy? Sorry, yeah. I feel like this is a slight tangent. No, 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 yeah, super interesting. I suppose, it, like, again, back to, like, having good boundaries and but you're so yeah. flipping hard. I know. It always co- I feel like it always comes back to boundaries for me. Yes. If I could just get the flipping boundaries right, everything else would just would just fall fall into place. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm just, uh, yeah, I always I find creativity interesting anyway. Um, I'll probably cut this out, but I'm um I can relate to what you're saying about like monetizing your hobby, but from a slightly different angle. Um, so like I would write music, and and uh, you know and. And that kind of stems into like notoriety. So like my music's been published and it's you know used, um, different places. Uh, but like I haven't written anything, probably in a year, and like that really panics me. That I'm like, well, I'm just never gonna write anything ever again. And yeah. at the very beginning of the first lockdown, when everybody was like, well, this is your time to write your novel. This is your time to, like, Shakespeare wrote Hamlet when he was in, you know, with lockdown oh, with the play. Yes, and I was, I'm, like, sitting at my piano just being like, well, come on, if I'm not going to write something now, like, this is this is the prime time. And that took a lot of, like well yeah still kind of working through that just because um my create yeah i feel like i have no creativity at the minute doesn't mean that it's never it's never going to come back um but yeah like i know that my sense of worth is kind of tied up around like being known for my music being known for the work that i do with choirs and that kind of thing so in some ways like covid with like it just removing um like you know it's i've had to date i've had to address that because yeah. i'm not i'm not doing any of that kind of work that i normally would be doing that is that gives me a lot of energy and a lot of kind of passion um so yeah i'm still still in the mire of that with my clients yeah. i think like i think all those posts like while like well-intentioned yeah like almost go back to what we talked about before where like the expectations on yourself are just like way too high and actually like we were going through a global crisis yeah. like and and then you're suddenly like oh my goodness i've got to like write a novel yeah. or like write music and actually 
no, you just need to like get through this really difficult situation that none of us have experienced before. Yes. Yeah. Like just give like we just all need to give ourselves a break and just sort of like yeah. deal with it how we need to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah, I guess like that is the other again sort of going back to the social media thing. Like there can you know you get this one meme that goes around yeah. and then you're all like oh my goodness why have I not written a novel yeah. in lockdown. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like counting it as a win if my clothes are clean and I've had a shower. Like, never mind. Yeah, yeah. and even yeah. even though it's not, yeah, as much as we're kind of in a in a slightly lesser lockdown, um, like it just my counselor keeps reminding me, so like this this is real. All of this is really hard, as you were saying earlier. Like somebody just to validate how you're feeling. To just keep reminding me, like it's okay that you're feeling not great at the minute because everybody is going through this. Yeah, we've never gone through a pandemic before. We're all figuring that out as we go along and that's really hard. Yeah, and it's really hard like not knowing when it's going to end. It's a a lot easier to deal with something that's hard when you know, okay, well, I just have to get through this until this point. And I think that's another thing that's, that's difficult about it is just sort of not knowing what the what the sort of trajectory is or what the like end point is oh yeah but yeah again like so so good when someone just validates it and it's just like yeah that this you're going through a hard thing you don't need to have done this because this is what you're dealing with right yeah now. yeah it's not it's not weird that you're just exhausted all the time like that's yeah. Is, yeah just one of the many delights of living through yeah what um what is it they're talking about that like your capacity surge is just completely yeah. completely wiped out like when i read yeah. the first kind of article i read about that was like ah right okay <laughs> this makes so much sense I know. it's so good when someone can explain it to you and then you're yeah. just like oh, okay that's why i've been feeling like this for the totally. last six months oh yeah because i like i am a like i thrive on busyness and again, like productivity, that kind of thing. And yeah, it has been really hard to try and be comfortable down here where nothing is happening. Um, yeah. um my, my counselor was chatting today, like um, rhyming off like, oh, imagine if you were, if work was really busy or this, this, this. And I was like, that sounds amazing. That's what I want. <laughs> she was like trying to say it as a bad thing. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's like, and she's like, no, no, that's not what I'm trying to. Oh, so yeah, I can relate to, um, what does she describe it as? Over industrious, mm. which sounds a bit bit fancier than just really enjoying being, being really busy. But anyway, yeah. I digress, and I've nearly had you for an hour, and I don't want to take your take up too much more of your time. So, have you any like advice or encouragement for somebody who's maybe considering um going to counselling? Um, I honestly my advice would be like just go for it like I I wish I'd done it sooner um I like I guess I I guess I'm sort of fortunate in that I found a counsellor like quite quickly and I clicked with her and so I didn't have to like try different people because I know that sometimes you know like I actually listened to like one of your other like episodes I think was it with someone called Kat and you know you guys were talking about um 
you know, like a few different, yeah, like different counsellors that you had and like some weren't a good fit and some were. Mm-hmm. But I just think don't let that put you mm-hmm. off. Like you can go, like, so the, the, my counsellor did a free session. It was basically just like a getting to know each other. Oh, that's good. Session where we, which was really good. Yeah, so we're, like we just go and chat and just to make sure that I felt comfortable. And actually that was really good. And I, maybe other people like don't offer that, but potentially, you know, you can try and just see if you feel comfortable mm-hmm. with someone. But yeah, my advice would be like, if you've been thinking about it, like just go for it. Mm. Um, like the, 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 the sort of like initially doing it, like with a lot of things in life is the like hard and scary part and then once you've done that like it gets easier yeah it's just always like the fear of the unknown isn't it like you don't know what it's going to be like um but like my experience was just overwhelmingly like positive mm. and like it, like like life-changing mm. you know like really really like t- shifted shifted things for me really helped me and like you know not like a, you know, it's fixed me forever I, I feel fairly certain that I will go back to counselling again at some point because um, I'll just you know get to a situation again where I'm like hang on a second I can't unmuddle this by myself mm-hmm. I need some help mm-hmm. um, but I kind of feel like good about that now because I feel like I don't even have to debate in my head whether um you know, like I'm the sort of person who would ever have counselling because now I'm like passionately like, yes, yeah. I am the sort of person <laughs> who would go to counselling. And so that doesn't even have to be a debate in my head anymore. I'm just yes. like, yeah, I'm going to just take myself off to counselling. I don't feel like ashamed about it. I don't feel mm-hmm. like it's an issue. I don't feel like it means anything particular. It just means, you know, like that I've got a situation or you know, not even necessarily a specific situation. Like, mm. maybe I'm just feeling a certain way and I just need someone else to help me mm. through it. Yeah, yeah, you've, you've got over that first big hurdle of getting to a place yeah. where you're happy to be like, yes, I am a person that goes to counselling. Yeah, uh, yeah, Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm, so, I'm so pleased that it's been such a positive experience for you. Because, um, yeah. yeah, we're both evangelical about it. <laughs> I so Liz, final question, and it's the traditional final question of the podcast. So, how did that make you feel? Uh, I just feel like really encouraged. I just, I to be honest, I love talking to people um, about like counselling, which sounds really weird. And so, like to be able to chat to someone else who like has done it and feels like yeah positive about it I just yeah it's really it's really good I feel I feel good <laughs> I feel encouraged after our chat oh good yeah I've I've really really enjoyed it so again thank you so much for uh, for coming on and sharing with us so um openly and honestly um yeah I feel good too <laughs> good I'm glad <laughs> oh it's really nice to chat to you such a great time chatting to Liz um, I hope you enjoyed her insights and experience with counselling as well as our tangents around faith and creativity and um, yeah everything in between so my book and podcast recommendations well done for making it this far if you are still listening my book recommendation is a book that I read at the beginning of October which seems like years ago now at this point um, but it's Purple Hibiscus by um, Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie. 
Um, I've read two or three of hers already. Um, Half Yellow Sun and Americana. Absolutely loved Americana. Um, didn't love Half Yellow Sun, which is a bit controversial um, because everybody else seems to have loved it. Didn't do it for me, but I really love Purple Hibiscus. Um, she writes really beautifully. Um, and this, it's, you know, coming of age story. There's some family dramas. Um, there's some faith stuff in it. It's just a whole whole melting pot of all different things going on, but beautifully written um, by Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie. So highly recommend that and Americana. Podcast recommendation is a bit left field because it's a poetry podcast. Um, I am the type of person that I, I feel like I should like poetry or it's something that um, I want people, other people to think that I like poetry when in reality... I know very little apart from my GCSE English poetry stuff. That's about the height of it. Um, I do keep, <laughs> I do keep my poetry collection in the bathroom. <laughs> so occasionally we'll read a bit of Dorothy Parker or Philip Larkin or um, whatever I've, whatever I've picked up uh, in a charity shop. But I absolutely love this podcast. It's called Poetry Unbound. Um, by On Being Podcast Network and it's done by Padraig Otuama who is a theologian, writer, poet, all round interesting fella. Um, I first came across um, Padraig when I went to, <laughs> I'm just getting nerdier and nerdier as these go on, um, I went to the recording of um, Radio 4 Today show <laughs> and um, Padraig Otuama did the thought for today and he was brilliant and so then you know kind of followed him on socials or whatever so then came across that he started last year I think doing this podcast um, Poetry Unbound so basically two, two episodes a week and Padraig reads a poem and then goes into it unpicks it um, and then reads it again so it's about 10-15 minutes and it's just a little nugget of beauty in your day when you listen to them so there's two seasons um, and I highly recommend them he does such a vast range of poems and it's just ah it's really edifying it's good makes my soul feel good so I highly 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 recommend it I hope you enjoyed this episode come say hi tell me what you think um on our instagram account at and how did that um, and I hope uh, you'll stick around and come back for our next episode in a few weeks. Bye. How did that make you feel? How did that make you feel? How did that make you feel? With Rachel Power.